everyone, it's Bree, and welcome back to the Purple Heart Podcast. I am so excited to get into today's episode because I am joined by the lovely Miss Charity, and I'm going to give her the opportunity for her to uh, just give a short introductory in just a second, but I want you to know I spent some time speaking with her prior to coming on here today, and her story is amazing. She is a wonderful woman and a mother, an author, and a culinary chef, and I'm excited to get into how she combines all of those roles into one at times and the message that she wants to give to you all. So without further ado, Miss Charity. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing this evening? I am doing well, thank you. We're going to jump right into it. I just want to see if you can give us just a little introductory of who you are because I know everybody is wondering, who is Charity? All right, well, um, first of all, we'll start out with my name, Charity jones muhammad um first and foremost i'm a child of god um because you know i know he is the creator and without him none of this would be possible i'm a daughter i'm a sister um i'm an aunt i used to be the fun auntie because um i was told i would never have children um but you know god had other plans for me um i you know i used to be able to go pick up everybody else's children and you know drop them back off but um um, now I'm a mother, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a teacher, and I'm a student because I feel like I'm always learning. Like, I'll never stop learning. Absolutely. Now, I really, I, I appreciate everything um, that you mentioned. And just, I, I feel like that's something that we can take with, with us, no matter how old we are, just knowing that you're there's always room to learn there's always the space to learn and Mm -hmm. knowledge is power right yeah so I know in our conversation um you were letting me know that you you accredit who you are today to the wonderful seasoned women in your life and uh if you wouldn't mind can you tell us a little bit more about that impact that your grandmothers have had on your life all right so um First of all, uh, my biological mother, she passed away when I was three and my brother was five. Um, so our maternal grandmother ended up raising us. Um, and my maternal grandmother, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, when you hear me say mama, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because she's, you know, the one that raised us. And, you know, I really don't really have really memories of my biological mother. So um, she, she's, she's my mama. Uh, she's 80. Well, actually, um, she's turning 84 um, today, actually. Her birthday is uh, April 21st. Uh, so she is actually turning 84. Uh, she is a God-fearing woman. Um, her and my dad, my dad was a minister. Um, he was a preacher in the Church of Christ for over 53 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, along with that, with along with her uh, being a God-fearing woman, being a preacher's wife, um, you know, we ended up being, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, we were preachers' kids. Um, you know, so we had a very, very um, uh, strict upbringing. Um, she really instilled Christian values in all of us. Um, you know, we were her second set. Like, she raised um, our uncles and our mom. You know, and then she raised us. Um, and basically, um, her her thought process was, if it wasn't in the Bible, like, uh, we didn't do it. 
um, I did not wear pants. I wore skirts and dresses growing up. Um, mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't celebrate holidays at all. Um, we didn't, you know, hang out. Uh, we didn't do all the stuff that, you know, most uh, children were allowed to do. Uh, we didn't do all those things. We didn't do any extracurricular activities because, uh, you know, most of the time, you know, things fell on the Bible class night uh, and nothing, you know, nothing interfered with anything that was church related, you know, God and church, you know, all that came first. And so um, to me, actually growing up, that was actually a positive thing um, to me when I was growing up because um, just because we didn't, you know, hang out and do all the stuff that, you know, the other children did. You know, of course I was, uh, you know, bullied, you know, for being different and everything, but she always told me that, you know, I was different and I was unique. You know, she always had a verse, like she always had a verse for everything. Like any situation, she had a verse for it. Um, You know, so um, that, you know, actually um, had a big influence on me because like I still, like, I literally still do that to this day. You know, like, when certain things happen, different situations happen, like, a, right. verse, a verse will pop up in my head. First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 was, like, my favorite passage. Um, you know, my name being Charity. I mean, I was named, my great-grandmother was named Charity. And my grandmother, uh, you know, her name is Lorraine. So, my name is Charity Lorraine. And okay. uh, that when I first, uh, you know, read that passage, First uh, Corinthians 13, I was like, yep, you know, that's me. Uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. You know, charity, you know, it's talking about how it suffers long, you know, it, you know, it's not unseemly, mm-hmm. you know, so it was talking about all the different characteristics of love. So like, I've literally, um, you know, put that into practice like uh, every day, uh, even now, you know, at the age I am now, you know, and I've also tried to, you know, show that and teach that to, you know, other people, you know, and children too. Um, the other part of the grandmother thing, you know, um, I had a lot of church grandmas too. Right. Um, you know, so pretty much the way it was back then, whatever church we went to, you know, so just because we didn't hang out, like we went to every church fellowship that we knew about. <laughs> so we were literally always gone all the time to a church fellowship, a gospel meeting, uh, you know, something. We were always gone out of town. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of church grandmas and, you know, at a fellowship, they do a lot of cooking, but also with the church grandmas, um, you know, they, they spoil you, you know, they give you the, the church candy, you know, the little <laughs> strawberry candies and the peppermints and things like that. But they also had, it was like a, a, a written, an unwritten rule that no matter where you were, um, if somebody saw you doing something that you shouldn't be doing, like they could all discipline you. And it was, it was just, you know, like an understood rule. You knew better, you know, than to let somebody else, even if it wasn't your mom, like she literally gave everybody at the church, not everybody, but you know, the church grandmas, what they'll look at you, they'll give you a look or they'll pull you to the side and they'll be like, Hey baby, you know, don't, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it was not a problem, you know, not, not like today, you know, where, you know, you can't really say anything, you know, to anybody else's child, like right. it was actually like a village, you know, back then. And we literally, you know, spent the night at their houses, you know, we went to visit them all the time, the church grandmas, they always were, you know, cooking, you know, giving us, you know, doing like it was, it, you know, they, they really showed, you know, you know, as far as like fellowship and love is concerned and working together. You know, like I saw that, you know, when I was growing up and they didn't just tell you that they love you. You know, they they showed it. They showed you, you know, how much they love you, you know, and, you know, not it wasn't just about cooking. You know, it was just 
you know, other things that they did too, you know. And they and I actually saw them, you know, trying to, you know, live those, you know, verses that I, you know, read about, you know, as well. Oh, oh, and almost almost forgot. <laughs> um, the other thing that she always told me um was that um because I um you know I did really well in school and uh she always told me that um you know when I would bring A's and things home from school she would say you know God blessed you God bless you with your intelligence you know like I started reading when I was three um so she she said God bless you with that knowledge so she was like you know just like he bless you with it he can take it away from you you know so she was always telling me always you know use it um you know to his glory and she always told me that um, if I made A's in school, then I better make A's when it came to the Bible too, you know? So that was like the biggest thing for me, you know, cause, uh, you know, when we had Bible class and whatever we were having, mm-hmm. uh, when she asked you a question or if we had a, 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 you know, a Bible lesson or something like that, the same way I had to do my homework for school, um, I had to memorize or, or be able to explain that verse, you know, in Bible class too. Um, and she also, like, my dad was a minister, but she also used to bring, uh, you know, lessons at, they call them, like, ladies' lectureships and uh, ladies' fellowships. Mm-hmm. So she used to um, also bring lessons, you know, to the ladies at different congregations. And I would go with her, you know, and I would actually help her. And I actually had the privilege, you know, of speaking, you know, at some of those ladies' events as well. You know, like, I got invited to. Right. Uh, sometimes I would help her and then sometimes they would invite me, you know, to talk to the youth or whatever. So, you know, of course, you know, I was a Sunday school teacher, you know, that was like um, automatic. <laughs> so, you know, that that also helped me, you know, in my, you know, teaching journey too, you know, because I've been teaching for a very long time. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, going, I want to get to the educator Mm-hmm. Um, aspect in just a second but I want to go back to um, your books you mm-hmm. did Gumbo for the Soul for both adults and for children I saw right and I do want to give you the floor to you know tell us more about your books but also if you could describe life or life processes using a cooking or baking metaphor or analogy what would it be alright so um, I'll, first, I'll start with the books Okay, so the books are called, and I, I can kind of, actually, I can kind of um, combine those two questions okay. with this this answer, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, the, the title of my books are called Gumbo for the Soul. Um, I have an adult version. The adult version is called Gumbo for the Soul, Affirmations, Faith, and Food. And the children's version is Gumbo for the Soul, you know, children's cookbook and affirmations. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the adult version, um, I, I have combined um, affirmations, um, verses, uh, different songs. Um, um, one of the affirmations, if I can read it, um, in the adult yeah. version, it says, uh, I'm an original. There's no one like me. There's no one who can take my place. I'm unique. I deserve a partner and family who will love me additionally. I shouldn't have to teach anyone how to love me. I get to decide if I want to accept how they show me love. Um, then I have a song. It's called Like You by Bow Wow and Sierra. Because I, I like that song. And I kind of felt like a lot of people know that song. <laughs> um, you know, and then I kind of went into a little, you know, story. You know, so I basically have um, an affirmation or a verse or a song. And sometimes all three um, that go along with, 
the recipes in my adult cookbook. Okay. Um, so that's pretty much how I broke it down. Um, I have different, you know, different uh, recipes. I'm from I'm from Louisiana. Uh, so of course, when I um, started, I also had a catering business. Um, so when I started my catering business um, in Birmingham, one of the first things that people asked me to make for them was, of course, gumbo. <laughs> Because as soon as they found out I was from Louisiana, that was like the main. I, I made a lot of gumbo. I made a lot of different versions of gumbo. Um, and me personally, I don't like okra, but you know, um, everybody is not me. Um, and like what I just said, you know, we're all individuals. You know, we're all unique. Um, so, in my um, cookbook, actually, I have uh, recipes, but I have sometimes I have different versions of the recipe. Okay. then I also give you, you know, um, uh, in each, with each recipe, like I said, there's a verse, there's a song, um, there's a little, you know, anecdote, a little story that goes with, um, you know, maybe a memory that I have, a memory that came to mind whenever I thought about that recipe. Um, and the whole reason why I decided the title of my cookbooks, Gumbo for the Soul, is... Um, when I was in fifth grade social studies, um, my fifth grade social studies teacher was named Miss Culberson um, in the small town of Spring Hill, Louisiana, where I was raised. We had um, different schools. We had a Browning. We had an elementary. It was like kindergarten through second. Mm-hmm. At a Howell Elementary was just third and fourth. Then we had a Brown Middle School, which was fifth and sixth. <laughs> then we had a junior high, which was seventh and eighth. And then we had a high school, which was ninth and twelfth. So when I was at Brown Middle in fifth grade, we had a social studies teacher, and she did a lot of hands-on activities with us, and I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and one of the things I remember her um, talking about, we talked about the state of Louisiana. And one of the um, actual sentences in the social studies book said that Louisiana was considered a melting pot um, because it was made up of, you know, so many different people from, you know, so many different, you know, countries, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and uh, a lot of people came from France to Louisiana. And I never, ever forgot that. And I kind of carried that with me through life because um, um, now this is the life part of it. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, as, you know, in life, Um, Just like the gumbo, you know, the gumbo has a lot of different ingredients in it. Um, You know, some people like okra, some people don't. You know, some people do seafood in their um, gumbo. Some people just do chicken. You know, some people do sausage. Um, I even have a a vegetarian version, you know, of gumbo um, that I make. But um, even though you have all those different ingredients, um, they all kind of, you know, meld together and blend in together and it turns into... Uh, something delicious right right so I feel I mean that applies to life Um, we can look at it on like on a world view you know we have all these different nations you know different cultures different countries Um, just the United States by itself you know there are so many different you know cultures you know so many different people from different countries are in the United States but if you look at the name it's called you know United States you know Mm -hmm. we have somehow uh, figured out how to still be the United States, you know, after all these years with all these different people, um, you know, countries, cultures, and backgrounds. Um, without going in, you know, too deep into it, we're still the United States, uh, and we have figured out how to work together 
to still be called, you know, the United States. Uh, on the individual level, um, you know, different people have different personalities. You know, we have different perspectives. You know, we have different cultures and we have um, different levels and different types of intelligence. Uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the fact that everybody can learn at their own pace. Um, so um, to me, that gumbo, you know, for the soul, it kind of relates to, like I say, can, you can take it on a world level or you can just take it on an individual level. You know, we're all different. We are, we're all unique. You know, we all have different things that make, you know, all of us. You know, some people are uh, quiet. Some people are talkative, you know, like myself. Uh, some people are both, you know, you know, you heard of, you know, introverts, extroverts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you've heard of, you know, multiple intelligences, you know, you know, you have some people, you know, are musically inclined, you know, some people are, uh, you know, what they call kinesthetic learner, you know, they're hands on, you know, some people auditory, they learn better when they hear it, you know, some people visual, you know, they learn better when they see it. Right. Um, I just, I just kind of look at life, you know, and look at people like we are all, you know, we're just like gumbo. Like we are just, you know, a huge melting pot, you know, made up of all different things. And um, we have to learn how to, you know, live together and work together and, you know, not be little, you know, not be little, you know, or not judge anybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, based on, you know, what, you know, their characteristics or their personality. Now, on the children's side of things, um, I didn't I didn't put any verses or any um I didn't put verses or songs in the children. I just kind of put a little um you know, I put some information in the front, um, you know, that will help parents uh and caregivers, you know, to you know, just to think about, you know, the fact that um on an emotional level to me Mm-hmm. Um, on the emotional level, I feel like that's like the most important uh, part, um, you know, of your child's um, education or learning, um, you know, because, you know, um, being on the teaching or the educating side of things, you know, we, we pretty much get the end result of whatever is happening at home or whatever the child is not getting, you know, when they're at home, we kind of get the end result in the classroom. So it's like we have to fight against, you know, maybe he's hungry. Maybe he's tired, you know, maybe he's sleepy, you know, maybe he's scared, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, he's in a single parent house, you know, it's so different, you know, so if I don't deal with the emotional, he's not going to learn anything. If I don't deal with the, you know, maybe they don't know how to talk to their peers, maybe they're being bullied. So if I don't deal with the social, he's not going to learn anything that day, you know, so he may like react off of those other things. And so he basically missed, he missed that whole lesson that I had planned out for today. Because, he, you know, he's struggling in all those other areas. So I kind of geared my children's cookbook um, at uh, parents and caregivers, you know, because this is something that you can do with your child. Right. And, you know, you can connect, you can connect, um, you know, with your child and it has affirmations. Because uh, I say, I say affirmations with my um, sons. I started when they were in my stomachs and, um, you know, and I've been doing it ever since, um um, they can hear basically since they've been born um, every morning I tell them you know you are smart you are blessed you are loved and you can do anything and now mm-hmm. you know now um, they both can say it so you know I have them either say it with me or you know I have it repeat you know I have them repeat it but I've also added about you know 10 other affirmations to that right uh, you know so just in the children's there's recipes that you can do together with the child and there's also affirmations in the children's cookbook as well. And um, I, my goal is for it to eventually, 
you know, I wanted to be in the, you know, in the school systems. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, it's something that can be used, you know, uh, with, with counseling. Uh, it can be used, uh, you know, I don't know if they do home ec anymore, <laughs> but uh, it's not just for like a home ec class. You know, you can use it, you know, in different, you know, classrooms and different subjects. Um, in my uh, third and fourth grade, when I was teaching in Arkansas, um, they had different, you know, extracurricular clubs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, in charge of the cooking club, you know. So, you know, some of these recipes I used in the classroom. So, you know, it's not just, you know, at home. You can use some of these in the classroom, too. So right. I, I am going to eventually, um, you know, see these in, you know, classrooms as well. And I also have plans of uh, starting reopening my school back up again you know so this will be one of the books you know that's going to be a part of you know my curriculum you know in my school as well so hopefully I I answered that question (laughs) you did you did and I love I love the fact that that's that's meant to be interactive Mm -hmm. Um, because my personal opinion is that there needs to be more of that parent-child interaction um, happening versus which no this is not talking about anybody's parenting styles Mm -hmm. but sometimes just allowing that child to just be um on the phone all day and you're not not having that interaction with them it it can it can have its effects i'll just leave it at that Um, so i love that the book is meant the one for the children is meant to be interactive for you Mm -hmm. to spend that time you know, doing these affirmations with them because one, that's also inviting the idea that you are a safe and encouraging person um, for them to have in their corner. Right. They're like, okay, this person has been encouraging me my whole life. They've been giving me these affirmations. I know that if the road gets tough, mm-hmm. I can come back to them for that same type of motivation, same type of encouragement. Right. And then, like you said, also building that, just building that relationship alone. So I love that. And in with my nonprofit, you know, working on it, I'm working on us having like an actual location. And mm-hmm. in that location, I'm wanting to have a library of books that aren't usually presented in uh, like the libraries in school or things right. like that. And so I definitely would like to have copies of your books for oh. that library. That's awesome. um, that's amazing. That that's amazing. Hey, we can we can make that happen. Can I can I say one more thing about that? Yeah, yeah. Um the other the other part of the cookbook, um, in a lot of the re, you know, research and studying I've done um you know about you know the fact that they're um you know the emotional side of things when um children are learning and developing Um, Mm -hmm. one of the things i ran across was it said that we are our children's inner voice you know okay i can go back to my mama when she was raising me one of the things she always told people was don't ever call your child bad don't ever tell them they're bad don't and she would not let anybody if they were around us you know of course of course they couldn't use profanity but she also she would not let them use that word because she said your child is going to believe whatever you tell them right and as I grew older you know and I was you know going to school and everything for you know the teaching degrees and everything that was one of the things that they said is that you are your child's inner voice and children will rise they'll rise to meet you know our expectations so whatever I say to my child that's what he's going to believe and that's what he's going to say to himself so even now um, I hear my uh, he's going to be four in May but he will say 
things to himself that he heard me say you know so you know that's that was the other part of the cookbook is if a child here if you tell him you know he is smart he is he's gonna believe that that, that's what you're telling him but on the opposite end if you tell him the the other part no you're bad like he just bad and if they hear you talking about them you know that's gonna have a negative effect so Mm -hmm. you know you know of course you can apologize and the apology is a big deal you know because um I, we were talking earlier though know, about the different you know styles of um you know parenting the different generations and things right um i also you know read that too the other day is that don't we we should not you know beat ourselves up if we make mistakes with our children because right. the biggest difference between parenting then and parenting now is that we we fix it you know we repair it we apologize you know we don't just mm-hmm. You know, oh, whatever. You know, I'm grown. I'm the adult. You're the child. No, it's more like I apologize. You know, I didn't mean to raise my voice. You know, I know you have yeah. you know diff- different things like that. But that was the, the one of the things about my cookbook. I wanted those affirmations because I know that you know my whatever I tell a child, you know that's what they're gonna believe, and that becomes you know that voice, that inner voice, that soul inside their that that soul, their soul basically, that mm-hmm. voice inside their head. It comes from, you know, adults. It's whatever they hear adults say and whatever adults tell them, you know, in those early, you know, formative years. So, yeah, I'm very adamant about that. Yeah, yeah. And that brought me to uh, the other day in uh, one of my doctoral courses. Mm -hmm. um, We were talking about, uh, we were talking about a theory and then we did an exercise. And so one thing that I was telling them in that exercise was that I said, my mother during this time in my life where... Um, I had this illness that I had no control over mm-hmm. um, and going through that that process. I said, my mother was the safest person and the most dangerous person right. at the time. Right. And I went to explaining that and I'm like, she was my safest person. But anything that she would say to me, I would also absorb it. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. like if she said if she said something that. Uh, was against like my talking about my ability or something like that that was something that I internalized mm-hmm. uh, because she said it you know this is mom this is right. this is my person you know mm-hmm. and right. so absolutely 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 I love yeah. that, I love can, that. I, can I also say something mm-hmm. that also carries into our relationships when we become adults too absolutely. what you just said you know and it's, it's sometimes we, we don't even realize it that that is why you know, sometimes we um, self-sabotage and that's why we, you know, end up in the relationship, you know. But, you know, I know that's another topic for another day. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that, I, don't, I don't think everyone realizes that, um, you know, we get our foundation, you know, when we're young and then we kind of springboard off of whatever our foundation was, you know. Right. You know, how old we get. Whatever tools we were given, that's, that's what we have. You know, unless unless we seek, you know, help or you know, you know, further instruction, like we, mm-hmm. we can only we can only work with what we have or what we've been given. Right, right, definitely. So we're definitely going to have to come back for that topic mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. that topic because you can talk on we can talk on that one. Mm-hmm. But we'll move forward here. I want to keep you too long. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about what you probably you probably already answered this. Um, but if there's anything else that you want to say about it, but talking more about that passion and purpose behind the work that you've done as an educator and um, in your culinary. 
Okay. 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 And then so, how and where do the two of those mix? Okay. So I'll um I'll try to keep it brief. Uh so okay, so as a chef, um, you know, as a chef, as a, a person that um cooks, you are a creator. You create, you know, food, you create dishes, you know, you create a mood, you create a feeling, you know, mm-hmm. you take you take ingredients. You know, and you create a dish, and then you rely on certain elements to determine the outcome. Like whether um, you're relying on the heat, either you're gonna fry it, you're gonna bake it, you know, you're gonna boil it. Uh, uh, and now, you know, we have air fryers now. You know, it, it's almost like a science experiment, is how I look at it. Okay. Um, because you know, you have all these different elements, um, and if one of those elements is off or if you don't um, do something um, say if you are making pancakes and you put uh, too much salt or maybe you use buttermilk you put too much buttermilk like it's going to have a uh, huge effect on how your pancakes turn out they're either going to be too flat they're going to be too fluffy they're going to be too salty you know they're not going to turn out the way you want them to but uh, sometimes you can still salvage it, you know, and create something else, um, you know, because, you know, they also have, I can't even think of the name of them right now, but um, there's some French pancakes. They're called crepes. That's what they are. Okay. You know? So either I'm going to have a regular pancake or I'm going to have a crepe, depending on my ingredients and, you know, what I use, you know. So now as an educator, I'm also a creator. Um, you know, I, I consider it, it's like I'm molding I'm molding minds, like I, whether they're young or whether they're old, like um, I'm taking um, their prior knowledge and I'm using that to help guide them along um, a path to to create new knowledge. Um, it, it also takes, you know, certain elements and certain things to help them get there, whether they're young or old. Um, um, I talk a lot about, um, you know, the emotional side of things, the spiritual side of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, the social side, the intellectual side, you know, et cetera. Um, all those things will determine um, if they will be able to learn um, the new knowledge. So uh, being a chef and being an educator, um, they kind of meet in several different ways. Um, so if if a child or an adult is struggling to connect with a new skill, like say if they've never heard of a pancake, they've never seen a pancake, they've never tasted one, uh, it's going to be hard for me to explain harder I'll say for me to explain to them what the end result's going to be you know I can show them a picture you know I can tell them the recipe I can show them the recipe um, but if they have no you know prior knowledge of a pancake you know it's going to be a little bit more difficult you know than a person who has already seen a pancake you know um, and made one even Um, but uh, the thing about um, how they both meet um, I feel like uh, if a need is not being met, you know, whether it's social, uh, emotional, spiritual, I feel like um, I can take care of all that um, with cooking. Like I can cook with a person or with a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like on a emotional, social, spiritual level, um, a quiet person, like a person that doesn't like to talk much, they can still follow directions. They can still follow directions and they can still cook. Uh, a person like me, a person who, um, you know, is, you know, outspoken, who doesn't have a problem, you know, uh, expressing myself, um, I'm going to be forced to be quiet <laughs> while I'm cooking because I'm going to have to pay attention. Uh, uh, if a person is stressed, that's the biggest part of my, um, the adult cookbook. 
um, is, um, you know, it, it can help you find your happy place, you know, because you feel, you know, a sense of accomplishment, you know, because you have created a dish um, and it turned out great. So even if you are stressed, if you're angry, um, you can work through all those emotions, you know, while you're cooking. Um, also, on the educational side of things, um, even like I said, in the classroom, you know, you can teach math, you can teach reading. You can teach science, you can teach social studies or any subject, you know, using a recipe to a person of any age. And I feel like all their needs can be met, just like I brought up my social studies teacher. Um, and also when I said that a crepe, we were talking about a pancake, we were talking about mm-hmm. a crepe. A crepe is a C-R-E-P-E. That's right. reading. That's reading. That's English. That's also another language. Um, that's also French. You see, see what I'm saying? So yeah. the recipe itself is science. It's going to be a cup of something, a tablespoon of something. Uh, you know, they're going to have to measure. They're going to have to pour. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's math as well. Um, it's, and like I said, it's also science. It's like doing a science experiment. Um, they're going to have to know how to follow directions. Uh, you know, they're going to work on listening skills. It's like it's like so many and I don't you don't have to be a gifted student you don't have to be a special needs student um you don't have to be any type of student like whatever your accommodations are um because I I feel like gifted students gifted students need accommodations too um and I know that's another topic for another day because I was a gifted student and I was always bored in class you know but uh I didn't with my gifted students I never you know I always tried to find something for them to do other than just grade papers and you know cinnamon errands like I tried to you know find things to challenge them but I I feel like um you know when it comes to cooking um you can a person that's not challenged can be challenged you know with the recipe and a person that needs accommodations can still cook you know even if they need accommodations so that's how I feel like you know the two meet I feel like they go hand in hand because uh, like I said, young or old, you know, you can have all those needs met um, through a recipe or, you know, a combination of recipes. I love it. I love it. I love it. it everything made perfect sense just then. And I, I really appreciate hearing that. That's amazing. Yeah, because I say a lot of my, my thing in my classroom was always, does that make sense? <laughs> does that make sense? If not, we can we can we can go over it again if it doesn't make sense. Oh, oh, I almost almost forgot. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Um, it also helps with um the people that learn better when things are hands on. Mm-hmm. You know, also cooking like it, it it's another another one of those activities um you know that you can do that's a hands on activity, but you know they're still learning. You know, get some up, it gets some moving. You know, right. and that can be for younger children, and it, it can also be for. Um, you know, adults of any any age too. You know, that it helps them. You know, with the hands on, because some people learn better. You know, when they actually are, you know, doing things with their hands. Right. And I just when you said that, I pictured like the eggs. Like we have two mm-hmm. eggs, but we need four. Right. How many more do we need? See, that's math. Have them go get the eggs. Uh-huh. That can <laughs> hey, look. That can be an algebraic equation right there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. That is amazing. I love it. I love that connection that you made. Thank you for doing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so as we're wrapping up here, just have a 
couple two more about two more questions for you here but um, I'm going to try to combine them into one so I want to know if you uh, have anything that you're working on that you want to share with us today that you want us to know about um, where we can find your books for sure Mm -hmm. and then if you have any last uh, words of encouragement that you want to give the audience today all right all right of course so uh, I'm currently in the process of uh, homeschooling my two children. Like I said, my, my baby, he just turned two on April 14th. And uh, my oldest, he will be four on May the 10th. Um, he, uh, I'm taking a more, uh, it's called, mono, it's like a Montessori style approach um, when it comes to teaching them. Um, I'm pretty much, uh, you know, trying to, you know, let them lead, let them lead the, um, let them lead the curriculum, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I have a plan and I say, well, we're going to work on letters or or numbers or you know whatever my plan is uh sometimes we end up uh instead of us working on one skill like say if i want him to to count to a hundred or something uh we might just get stuck on five and he may have something he wants to tell me about that you know so we end up in you know expanding on something else um but um, I feel like the process is working because he started reading when he was two and now his brother who um, just turned to, um, you know, he knows all his basic things. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's already on the pre-K level. Um, so he's next up to learn. Um, I'm also planning, uh, I had a homeschool pod when I was in Birmingham. So I, I plan on, uh, I had to kind of shut down briefly, but I plan on reopening that. Um, um, I also, had a catering business so that's also in the works uh, you know getting that back up and running um and i am also writing another series of books uh, i mean of course i'm going to add some more cookbooks but i'm writing mm-hmm. another uh, series of books titled say no to sight words um because i did not use sight words to teach uh, my child how to read mm-hmm. i'm a firm believer um that sight words are a waste of time and they're confusing um, but I'm going to write a, a series of books um, that I also um, will be, uh, you know, getting into, you know, the school systems. Um, and it'll be part of my curriculum as well. Um, but uh, my current, my cookbooks, you can find those on Amazon. Um, uh, they are both on Amazon or uh, you can contact me uh, for bundle pricing. I am on Facebook. Um, my name on Facebook is Charity Lorraine Muhammad. Um, you know, and um, you can send me a message. Um, you can add me as a friend. <laughs> uh, you can uh, message me on Messenger. Um, and uh, I will accept, you know, PayPal or Cash App. I-, I won't give that out here. I can, you know, I can give that out, you know, if yeah, and when you're contact, I'm contacted uh, now. Words of encouragement. Um, I feel like everybody can learn at their own pace. And I feel like everyone can cook no matter how old they are. Uh, my my oldest, he's been helping me cook ever since he was two. Uh, you know, ever since he could climb up on the little, um, you know, little step stool thing that I have for him. You know, he's been helping me. You know, he, you know, cracking eggs and you know, uh, you know, trying to you know transfer things, pour things. You know, that works on uh, his uh, you know fine motor and gross motor skills. You know, of course, I don't have him you know cutting or chopping anything yet, but um, they also have utensils that I'm gonna get for him. You know, so he can start helping me with that, you know, as well. Um, also, it's very important to uh, not forget to take time out for yourself as an individual. Um, you know, so, you know, while you're being all those things to everybody else, you know, the mom, the wife, 
the you know the the teacher you know the the daughter the sister the friend you know make sure you take some time out you know for yourself you know make sure your um mental mental is good you know because if your mental is not good then uh you know you can't really what they say you can't pour from the empty cup so um i have that's also why i have affirmations and songs and everything in my adult before the soul the adult cookbook um because i have to take that time out a lot of times it's in the morning when they're both still asleep um and sometimes i i sneak away into the bathroom sometimes you know and uh you know i have to sneak in the bathroom you know and uh you know just take some moments out to myself um and also and you know during the day and at night you know you just need to take moments you know to kind of re- regroup and refocus you know sometimes you can go outside you know just for five minutes you know regroup mm-hmm. and refocus um i listen to music a lot you know music helps me you know uh, my bible verses help me you know songs help me so you know take you know time to yourself um and the biggest thing um well actually not the biggest thing uh another thing is no matter what you have to do what works for you um although i was you know i'm a christian myself um and you know i was raised uh, you know in the church you know i believe in god and i believe in the bible and i also believe in therapy um you know so there's a big stigma against therapy but um i feel that therapy is much needed um in the community um so you have to do what works for you um there are verses of course there are verses that will help you you know in your times of of trouble and your times of need but uh uh it is i also recommend that you talk to a uh licensed therapist as well you know and maybe your minister your minister or your minister's wife might you know um be your confidant and that's fine you know that's fine too you know but as long as you have a, a trusted person um that has experience when it comes it's, it's it's a thunderstorm where oh, we are. Yeah. But uh, I, as long as long as you you know have a person that has experience you know with helping people you know uh, I, I recommend that. And um, other than that, you know, find your happy place. My happy place is cooking. Find your happy place and keep moving forward. You know, don't don't let anything, no matter what you know obstacles may come in your way. Uh, there's always uh, a way around it or a way through it. Um, in the military, they always told us, you know, we adapt and we overcome. And um, there's a Disney movie called Meet the Robinsons, and the, the motto in there was keep moving forward. Right. So uh, I, I tell my child, I tell him that all the time, keep keep moving forward. If it don't work the first time, try again. So, you know, find your happy place, do what works for you, and keep moving forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for your time and coming on today. I really appreciate you coming on. And when I said, excuse me, when I say I have gained so much just by talking with you today, I have gained so much just by talking to you today. So I hope everyone else that was listening, I hope you were able to um, also take away some things from what uh, Miss Charity Jones Muhammad shared with us today. Um, and that you will reach out to her if you would like to purchase that book from her directly she told you it's on amazon um any connections that you want to make from her definitely do so i'm looking forward to having copies of both books um specifically the one that's going in our library in our um in our nonprofit office so super excited about that but one thing i want to leave and kind of touch on something that you said today charity mm-hmm. was uh when you were talking about that gumbo and how you indicated that 
you even have figured out how to make different forms or different um not forms but creating mm-hmm. a different way each time mm-hmm. whether that be vegan removing the remo- removing the okra removing another thing or creating in a different way and sort of just leaving with everyone today in knowing that our gumbo may not look like your gumbo mm. the person yeah. beside you their gumbo may not look like your gumbo and that's okay that's okay we don't we don't have to compare gumbos because what i need in my gumbo is going to be different than what you need in your gumbo Mm -hmm. and so please take that with you and understand that if there's something for example um i think charity said that she doesn't like okra she doesn't like it in her gumbo and so that's one thing that she's not going to put in there and this i'm I'm referencing to life here that's one thing that she's not going to put in her gumbo she doesn't want on her plate and so being mindful about one if there are people or if there are qualities or if there's something that is currently in your gumbo that you know is going to hurt your stomach and I know I'm carrying here with this metaphor <laughs> oh, keep going. I, I love it. <laughs> but if you know it's going to have a negative impact on you that it's not healthy for you there are some things that we can control now that base that base of that gumbo may be the same for everybody everybody go through those same things you know Mm -hmm. the the, the cycle of life Mm -hmm. but those additional things that we add on there that okra is optional whether or not you have chicken or shrimp or or sausage those are things that are optional and those are some things that we can some of those things that we can choose to add into our lives or we can choose to take away take out of our lives so as you carry on I just want you to be mindful of that think about that gumbo think about the gumbo for your soul the one that you need the one that's different from everyone else because you have an individual life to go forward with so again thank you so much Charity for coming on today I hope you enjoyed this conversation I look forward to any opportunities to connect with you in the future thank you thank you for having me and I thoroughly enjoyed everything yeah yeah thank you so much well that's all we have for you today i hope you would join us again on the purple heart podcast remember spread light and love i love you all bye